Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl Rachel Presser, the Toad Lady, coming at you live from New York. And today, we're going to be talking about turning your clutter into cash. Because, oh yeah, clutter is basically unavoidable unless you're, you know, one of those, like, living Instagram models who just has, like, nothing in their fucking house um, because you're not a real human being. You're some kind of cyborg who can, you know, live off of you know, having, like, less than five things in the pantry, and there's nothing ever in, like, your kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, anywhere, but that's not most people. No, we accumulate a lot of crap. We're we're Americans. Buying, buying shit is how we fill, you know, those, like, those those deep, dark voids in, in, our, in our souls that capitalism only, like, wretches further apart, and yeah, so you're going to want to go on eBay and start hawking some shit, or go, or go on Craigslist, or any number of other places. But if you're not used to doing this, it can be a little overwhelming. So, I, I made you this very handy guide on various places where you can sell different types of clutter and get cash with as minimal headaches as possible. So, one of the keys to getting a, you know, cash for your clutter, um, is really just figuring out, you know, like, hey, what do I really want to put the time and the headspace into selling versus what do I just want out of my site? You know, so if, like, no one, you know, is gonna, like, use this immediately, or, or like, you are not expecting you're gonna use this item anytime soon in, like, a reasonable time frame, you know, you may be worth, yeah, just, like, leaving it at the curb or, you know, putting it in a charity donation bin, but there's various things that you can actually be surprised, you know, could be worth money. And in, and I don't just mean, like, obvious things like designer clothing or jewelry, um, you know, expensive electronics or, like, vintage comic books. Like, but you can get a, a good enough idea of whether that item, you know, has any kind of secondhand value by just looking up old eBay listings. Like, you can do this by just going to the search bar and then... You know, you run a search, so like, let's say, like, you know, you have, like, a video game, um, you know, that you want to go sell, like, I don't know, I'm just staring over this table. Let's say you have a copy of Borderlands, you want to see if you can get, you know, some cash for, you know, so you just go type in the title, and then you go into the sidebar and can do show completed listings only, and then that'll tell you, you know, if those items sold, if they sold, how much for, um you know, how much did unsuccessful listings also go for, too? That's also some helpful information to have on hand. Um, I believe you can do this similarly with Amazon, although it's harder to find um, information on completed transactions. eBay is a little more transparent with it. Uh, so those, that's just to go how you can get, like, a good enough idea of you know, whether there is a market for what you're selling. Um, you know, if you want to do the online route and I don't want to do, you know, all the screwing around, you know, with like setting up a garage sale and, you know, it's just your neighbors and anyone else who happens to see the flyer and like, you know, they're going to come with cash and you better have, you know, a lot of singles on you and they're just going to, you know, lowball you on whatever's on the table because it's a garage sale and that's just what you do. Whereas on eBay, um, yeah, to... Be a whole capitalist pig rolling around in your own filth. <laughs> you can go and best the market and see if it's going to work in your favor. Because 
I have, like, various garments and other things that I got shockingly good money for on, on eBay, especially if it happened to be, like, a rarer piece, you know, that, that um, you know, from some of these, like, alternative um, clothing designers that just aren't around anymore, like, oh yeah, when you have something that's just, like, not made anymore, um, I'm not sure how this applies to, to other niches, but I know for clothing, that's really my wheelhouse, um, you know, in terms of eBay sales. Like, I've basically, like, like, sold and traded up, traded out, like, so many wardrobe changes over the last 15 years. Um, it's just something I'm very used to doing. Um, but there's, you know, other sell, you know, there's millions of other sellers who specialize in other categories. Um, one really shitty thing that eBay did was, um, taking away our guides because, um, eBay guides were just such helpful content, you know, for buying and selling different types of things. Like I used to have one up for, um, the lip service clothing brand. Um, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm just pissed that we lost all of those great guides that we wrote. Um, cause that was very helpful for sellers and buyers alike, but there may be some, you know, still in on other places across the internet. So if you have like oh, something like specific that you're trying to get rid of that you think may have value, you still may want to look up, you know, selling guides no matter what platform you're going to use. So to get back to some of these other platforms, um, like I said, the biggest key is knowing like what you think you can get money for, what you think is going to be worth selling, which you always know, said that can be tricky depending on what you have, but you just still, you still have to sort it out to the best of your ability, you know, know some at some way and then figuring out you know like you know, like how can i just have like as little little headache doing this as possible so i'm talking about things like when people you know like on craigslist say that they're interested in something that you're selling and then they just like dick around for weeks like i've um i have actually like not really sold anything on craigslist come to think of it like i was when I was writing this article, I was like racking my brain trying to figure out if I actually had any successes. Because there's a few people who I bought things on on Craigslist, but I don't remember if I actually ever successfully sold anything there or not. Um, unlike eBay, which you know I always had better luck with because yeah, like you're reaching like literally millions of buyers across the world. Um, you know and they're not expecting you to drop everything they're doing to go bring it to them because when I used another um app, um it was like yeah, Wallapop or Wong It Now, which is based on geolocation. So that kind of refines things more than Craigslist where, you know, it's just Craigslist is limited just to like your local area. Like I know in New York there's just Craigslist New York in general, then there's just the ones for specific boroughs. So I can, yeah, you know, like just like, go have it up there, and then you would have to like work with this person to find out, you know, like where you could go do pickup. I remember doing that like in the city constantly. Um, you know, it would just be like, oh, okay, so like your your office is in Midtown Manhattan, but I work downtown. Let's meet on Twentieth Street at six o'clock. You know, I remember doing that for like some stuff I bought. I don't remember if I actually had anything ever sold this way. Um. But with eBay, though, you don't have to deal with that. You just buy or pay shipping, you you ship it, and you don't have to, hopefully not have to deal with it again. 
Um, whereas I remember on Wallapop, it was just such an annoying time suck because people would ask like the same amount of questions as Craigslist buyers, and then they would just be like, you know, asking you like all the stuff like you're the freaking manufacturer just to wind up not buying the damn thing. Like that was so annoying. And then I remember there was like another one who actually she did buy a bunch of my stuff off of Wallapop, but then I still had to, yeah, like, I think I was just awash because it was like, just a couple pieces of jewelry that was, like, maybe five, six dollars total while I had to go spend, like, four dollars to go buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks while I'm waiting for this person to show up. And, I, yeah, so it's things like that um, that can just be a big time suck that you want to avoid. So, in general, you want to, like, yeah, use the time-sucky kind of stuff, like, for things that you cannot easily ship. So, whereas, yeah, clothing and jewelry can ship easily, or, you know, you can, like, easily find, like, a broker for that kind of thing, you know, such as going to, like, a clothing, um, you know, consignment. Like, in New York, we have Beacon's Closet and Buffalo Exchange, um, and then... You know, there's various, like, if you have, like, fine jewelry, there are some jewelers who will buy those pieces, or pawn shops even, that may take them if you're really hard up for the cash. Um, and then for fashion jewelry, yeah, there's eBay, Poshmark, ThreadUp, um, you know, where um, you don't have to, like, the, like, the latter two, you don't really have to do as much um, legwork as an eBay listing, but they, you know... They're options, and they're easily, they're small sh shippable items, whereas if you have something like office equipment or a lawnmower that <coughs> you can't easily, you know, just, like, pick it up, put it in a box, drop it off at the post office, and then you're done. Yeah, if you have, like, those bulkier items, that is when you're going to, unfortunately, have to deal with, like, Wallapop, Craigslist, or trying to host a garage sale if you can't easily get rid of these items, and then and then it goes without saying, or, well, maybe not, depending on who's listening, but obviously, yeah, if you have to be so freaking careful, you know, with this, if you're a woman or, you know, anyone who just doesn't want strangers knowing where you live and you don't really, and you may not have, like, an easy means to get this bulky item off the premises, so you do need to factor that in as well. Um, you know, you don't want to take any safety risks just to get a few bucks. And so then sometimes, yeah, you do just want to go with, like, some some specialty, um, you know, uh, retailers or resellers <coughs> for the items in question. Um, I know um, when I covered it in the article, the two that I will not go to eBay for um, would be gift cards and electronics. And the reason for that is just because there is so much fraud and theft with those things. And... So if you want to get some extra cash for those, you should definitely go with, like, a specialty reseller that, um, you know, focuses on this item. And so I used a sellbroke.com and laptop nuts to get rid of various laptops um, that brick. So usually my rule of thumb is when one site will not take the device, I try the other. I think laptop nuts was a little less selective. Um, whereas Cellbroke gave me a better price for, like, this crappy old, like, Toshiba I had since grad school. And when the laptop I'm using now is bricking, I'm gonna see which one gives me a better price. 
um, or if like one will take it at all and the other will not. Um, so there's, I think, a, there's like must be at least a dozen more laptop, um, you know, selling sites or places for broken electronics. Um, these two, though, were just like, in my experience, like the easiest to use. They took the widest variety of busted laptops and other um, pieces of tech I've gone through over the years, and they just they tell you up front how much they're gonna give you. Um, you print a shipping label, you drop it at the post office or like if you have like a UPS uh, center, and then you're done. You know, like they just give you the money once they receive it, and then you don't have to deal with like buyer feedback or they say like, oh, well, this doesn't do this and blah blah blah. That's why I would not want to sell broken electronics on eBay. Um, you gotta be careful. Even if, like, they're functional, you gotta be careful because you never know when some crappy buyer is going to, like, you know, make it bad for, like, the 98% of good buyers. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways you can get rid of, you know, clutter laying around your house. Um, if it's really just too stressful and time-consuming to bother with, it is okay to just get rid of it, but... If you are you know, a little hard up for money or you're just like, hey, I could really use some more cash and don't mind putting some extra elbow grease, you know, into it, then yeah, there's um I would highly recommend, you know, starting with eBay, um, leaving the bulky items for Craigslist and then you know, like geolocation based stuff. And then go for like specialty resellers for those like items really subject to theft and fraud. And so, yeah, we will be posting more interesting winter and spring cleaning tips like this at homestratosphere.com. So make sure to give us a follow um, on Twitter at Homestratos, and I will catch you again next time.